0: Hey guys, welcome to the Daily Scotch Business Podcast. My name is Roberto Melendez and I'll be your host for the day. Today's a very special day because it's our first official episode. And for today's entertainment, we have a very special guest, CEO and founder of Caverocracy, Stefano Celorio. Hey Roberto, I'm happy to be here and to be on the first episode of the Daily Scotch. It's great, man, to have you here. I just wanted to make some questions for you today and let's see how that goes. So... Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, your titles, internships, experiences.
1: Yeah, so um, a little bit about myself. I'm actually a student. I go to Nova South University and I am a marketing major and minoring in entrepreneurship. And this coming fall of uh, 2020 is going to be my senior year. start so starting my senior year. So I'm pretty happy. I'm about nice. to be graduating soon Year class of 2021. Woo-hoo. Uh, I'm pretty happy with that, um, and then as uh, Roberto already you mentioned in the beginning of the intro, I am the CEO and founder of Curvocacy. Uh it's basically a tech startup, a tech education startup where we help uh, seniors or older adults like 50 and above to learn technology in this ever-changing world of technology, and so one of our mission statements is we bring seniors into the age of tech, and we want to do that by providing them, you know, one-on-one uh, lessons on technology, so they can still stay connected and become better digital consumers. And so that's what we do. That's what I do. Um, but um, I guess uh, I am currently working on that while we're in the pandemic. So,
0: <laughs> oh man, that has to be really hard. But I had another question: like, why why the name Carboxy? So we chose
1: Carboxy. Because I started the company having to care for my grandma, who unfortunately has Alzheimer's. And uh, I still care for her as well as my family and everybody else. And I just thought it was a little bit difficult, you know, doing this, you know, doing school, working, and, and uh, kind of caring for her. And I always thought, you know, there needs to be an advocate for care for her. And so, you know, over time, I was thinking about business ideas, anything in relation to the home care, the, in the medical field, and healthcare. care, and I just thought, you know, every time I talk to every other caregiver, uh, the biggest thing that they needed for someone was for someone to advocate for, for someone who they cared for, or someone for themselves, so, you know, we combined the two words, care and advocacy, and uh, I'm pretty happy that <laughs> I feel like that's been resonating with a lot of <laughs> other people as well and uh we get to be part of that ecosystem of caring so oh wow yeah
0: that's where we chose yeah the name. that's a great name i think now like i've been speaking to you for a while now and i actually never understood the name itself and wow it's it's it, like it's nice to know that there's actually a big backstory yeah. to the name of the company so like but now that we're in the pandemic has this affected the company in any type of way? Like, has it impacted your pro- your productivity or how yeah. everything has so, been sustained? Well,
1: actually, I am going to backtrack on that question and we we'll get to that. But I guess I I'd say I would like to kind of discuss about how we kind of got started, and it wasn't it was actually unexpected. Um, initially, you know, Kivaki okay, wow. was supposed to be an app where we were supposed to connect, you know. Caregivers as well as home nurses and stuff like that, with families, so that they can deliver care in people's comfort's homes. So, rather than you know taking them to a or putting them in like a home shelter center area for for seniors, we knew that there are like families who like myself who want to take care of their grandparents at their house. Right? You know, you have like other cultures we okay. yeah, yeah keep their abuelos or abuelos, you know, at their house rather than put them somewhere. And so, you know, we did that way. But eventually, you know, I, I went through a pitch competition. We won that first place. We won a grant money for $3,000. And that was really exciting. But after that competition, we... I, we pivoted to something a little bit more niche and specific, which was tech education and tech support for the elderly, because we realized that even though we wanted to provide like an app, right? Or we wanted to create something with technology, we saw that it was just like overlaying over the problem rather than actually solving it. So I wasn't out to like make something like innovative so I can just do it for the sake of innovation. I really wanted to solve a problem. Okay. I realized that if I introduced an app, but don't really help like the, you know, the set of people that I wanted to help with, like elderly people, um, because they won't be able to know how to really use it. what, What was the point of the app? And so I, so we pivoted and then we pivoted that in January. And then around February, I think, or March, COVID 19 became a huge deal. Um, and that really impacted us because with the pivot, we were supposed to do one on one, you know, tech lessons with seniors at a, at, like, a, we would visit them at the house basically and at their, at their own homes.
0: Okay, so yeah, it would be, be face to the, face was,
1: then. I would say the value proposition for our company where we could actually be face to face, we would schedule people on their own time and then we'd come to the house now obviously we can't do that and can't go to senior's homes and you know help them out <laughs> um and all so clarity. we had to quickly pivot to something where we had to do it all remotely online um the biggest challenge was how do you get a this gender this generation to get online when they never really were online and so um A lot of what we've had to do has been, you know, educating them on understanding like what kind of devices they're on, if it's on the phone or even just talking to the to the member, we call the members um, and uh, understanding what their situation is and what technology that they, you know, they have available to them. Uh,
0: Well, yeah, if you actually think about it, like nowadays, everyone is connected only by technology. And sadly, people have lost what they, the connection they have with even their elders, like their family members, their grandparents, even their parents, because there's not that equal connection yeah. like there was before. So now that you're teaching them this, it's actually making families even more united than what exactly they were right? before. We
1: wanted to do it that way because I mean, even before the pandemic, right? Like, no one really, you know, at the same time. The pandemic gave us an opportunity and as well as a challenge to take it upon ourselves to do this in a very safe way. So even though at first it was a little bit difficult, um, we our mission to bring them into the age of technology was even more apparent. Or our idea of making them better digital consumers, especially with you know how people consume information now, whether if it's real or if it's not or whether they believe certain, you know, CDC yeah. guidelines or not, that was very important to us. And so when that happened, it was a, it was an a immediate shift of like, you know, we could be stuck and not do anything or we could really help people stay connected even from far away or even nearby neighborhoods, but just in general really give them access to technology like never before. So yeah, we get to help them out and our our people are called Carebix. It's, like, it's a play on word of advocates um, and so we have you know people that we kind of deploy and kind of uh, you know help assist seniors
0: in that way. Okay, it's great to know man like it's actually really interesting. I might even send my grandma <laughs> there to be honest <laughs> but what's gonna tell you that also seeing this growth in you and how, from nothing you made something just because of a actually a beautiful idea what keeps you going man like what are routines that help you stay focused focused on what your goal is like other than i already know your goal because that's like the main point of your company what keeps you going man because actually habits is the main thing that makes the person keep on going on their main goal? Because you can have the motivation to do something, but if you don't have the habit to keep it on going, you can't make, make that certain goal mm-hmm. actually achievable. What is that routine? What is that focus that you, you have? Know, I would say, Roberto, it
1: isn't really that easy to stay motivated when, when you had to kind of pivot from your business, original business idea because you really didn't have enough money to start it out with, and then also having to pivot again um, in the wake of something that is so ho- horrible, which is the pandemic, and then just having to figure it out. So I would say like, you know, if you're a business owner, motivation is like the biggest thing. And I would say it's always something that I personally struggle with too, because you know, it's not it's not easy. Um, sometimes there's really no, like even though even you have all the supporters world and the people nearby, sometimes you always feel like it's going to be on your you're always on your own because no one really sometimes sees what where or what or where you could go except yourself. And uh-huh. I would say the biggest thing for me is knowing the impact that we could really have on families. And I think that's the biggest thing because because I see myself in their shoes. You know, we have one member who get so ecstatic about learning the most simplest thing that we take advantage of in regards to technology, right? Like, for example, you know, I share the story a lot, but we, I helped out a, an older gentleman who uh, asked me to download Siri on his iPhone because his wife has Siri on his iPhone. <laughs> you know, to us, that's so easy, right? Like, to us, that's so... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know clearly. where Siri is and he doesn't have to download Siri on his iPhone because Siri is already there. So, you know, the simple, like, oh, here, uh, X or Y name, and this is where you find Siri, you press it down, and then you go ahead, you ask a question. He asked the question as to who is the, pr- who's the current president of the United States. And then, to his awe and surprise, that was something big to him because now he figured how to use Siri on his iPhone and now he can ask all those questions that he wants on Siri or whatever he wants to look up online and those are just things that we that that gives me like you know like moments of like pushing them through of like how big what we could do and the impact that we can make um I'm fortunate enough again
0: hey it's actually it's actually nice to hear that man it's actually like it's beautiful to hear those little type of things Because we always think that it's so easy, but we don't even see it in our own future. If you think about it, when we're older, yes, we learn how to use this type of technology, can you imagine the things that are gonna come afterwards that we're not even gonna be able to use? Like, it's it's funny, but it's cute at the same time, because when you see that, the elder, the man, asking about Siri, like, we just laugh, but you see it as something so nice and, like, so simple. But it's so hard for others. And that's the good thing about your company. That's what I
1: Yeah, we, we get to share those tech moments with people who, who, who want to stay connected. Like, I don't like the stigma that, you know, this older generation does not like technology and they never will get to use it. I don't think that's the case. I think for what I've learned from understanding the target customer is that this this generation we can call them you know the baby boomers or so generation or even just the generation x or whatever um you know i don't i don't at least for our mission or for our team we don't perceive them to be helpless or we don't perceive them to be you know people who hate technology we see them as folks who want to be independent and staying connected and wants to be you know on top of the things that they want to do because we want to help them you know with their daily activities if it's making their lives easier if it's you know transitioning them to much more of a secure way to keep track of their passwords or their bank accounts or all these kind of things because there's you know there's options that we again we use for ourselves to keep our lives easier you know why isn't that the same for for this type of generation so
0: yeah okay so now I'm going to get out of the topic of advocacy now I'm going to go to you Stefan I want to ask you something about yourself so right now yes you're a senior in mm-hmm. NOAA NOAA Southeastern University where were you two years ago like where, where did you see your own position two years ago where do you see yourself now and not company wise mm-hmm. personally wise where do you see yourself in five years so I, so what I'm hearing from you Roberto your first question was
1: where was I I guess like when I was a freshman right and, and then where yeah. I see myself now from five years or from that freshman year
0: uh, okay. from now the grant two years now yeah. and then five uh, years
1: I would say <laughs>
0: when I was a freshman I
1: well I, I just want to say Fresh. that I actually did not want to stay in Florida I actually wanted to leave out of state but then uh, uh, oh, wow. I needed I, I really didn't have plans to go out though like go out of state to attend school so then I went first to you know FIU which is Florida International University and uh, I, I, I liked being a number um, because FIU is a pretty big school and I really didn't expect myself to be like doing anything, you know, like I, I think be, running your own company is pretty big. I just didn't expect to be doing that. Um, yeah. And so I, I liked being like in the crowd, you know, I, in high school, I was just I was really always upfront with people. I was doing a lot of speeches. I, I was like, I was the SJA president, so I was like really up in everybody's faces and stuff like that. But then when it came to school, to college, I just didn't, I didn't want that spotlight anymore. Um, so that was yeah. where my state at that point. But I still always had this like hunger for change, hunger to help people, hunger to serve, and all these kind of things. So I always found myself, even. Even, like, in unexpected situations of always just being in business opportunities anyways. Um, But I just never really saw myself, uh, I guess, doing this specific business if it weren't for, one, my grandma, but also just the people I talked to uh, freshman year and learning from others. Um, But to your second question about, you know where I can see myself in five years, I do see myself as well as the company expanding to different types of uh, products and services. So, you know, I share this with a lot on our team, but our company, or at least the brand, Carbasi, is just one of the many products and services that we do. Like, our parent company is actually called the Care Culture Company. And under that, under okay. that umbrella is careboxy and then project B, C, or D. Or those are we have no names for those just yet, but those are other you know like areas and brands. Yeah, implementations like are going to come are over. Things that we want to expand towards, too, and then really help help you know build a brand in the home care space because in the coming like years, I would say there's going to be a huge number of like millennials and Gen Z we're gonna, going to be caregivers right you've probably had experience of taking care of your grandparents before even just for like a brief moment or whatever like like that yeah. that's what's going to happen for the next 5 years and so i i see that coming and I, that means i have to anticipate of creating a brand that relates to that generation our generation i guess you know but i guess i guess that that's, 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 that's on the business side i don't i don't know if about you said personally. Uh
0: yeah, I was like <laughs> the main question was like US you know,
1: definitely I I, 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 really, I I guess reading a lot more business books, helping out people, um hopefully not get sick by any future pandemics or anything like that. Uh I hope yeah, so. I hope not. That's, I really that's the not only thing to. I can think of. Um personally I don't know. I, it's, you know. Business defines me so much because I use it as a way to help other people. So in everything I do, if I can help somebody and I feel like business is the avenue, that's the way I would do it. And that's how I see myself in the next five years.
0: Okay, okay. That's nice. Well, um, let's start wrapping this up. Now that we know all about you, before, now, and after. And now we, we all know all about Curbocracy. Do you have any questions about me? Do you want to know anything <laughs> else about the program, about the yeah. podcast? Yeah, so the,
1: this is your first the, the, the the How do you feel
0: about it so far? I was really nervous, to be completely honest. I had to write down all this, like, everything I was going to say. And then while I was recording it, I had to like, take things out and then yeah. change it. And especially, like, learning from Spanish yeah. to English. You actually have to say words differently, mm-hmm. differently. Like I said careful K okay, instead of yeah. so it's like complicated but I mean what time we so, tell like, like on the yeah. on the go? Nice. Why don't, you, like,
1: why don't you share about like why you wanted to start this podcast and what kind of what got you, you know, wanting to start on
0: your own. Well, actually okay. wanting to start a podcast started when I actually started mm-hmm. college and I just heard people talking about it and sometimes you see some on Spotify and it was interesting to me and I was like, well, I have a lot to say maybe because I don't know I just like to talk a lot mm-hmm. to be completely honest <laughs> and well lately while I was talking to you and we had discussions about it I just gave it a go you sent me a podcast like four or five days ago and it drove me nuts Every time I drive somewhere, I listen an episode, and then I drive back and listen to another one. And I was like, "There's so many things you can learn from a, from a podcast." And I have a lot to give, so I feel like I want to learn and also give. And having my own podcast and being the host of it gives me information because I learn from other people when I ask them questions, and I teach others. And sometimes I can even teach a thing or two when I do my own personal episodes mm-hmm. you get me yeah so yeah that's the main thing
1: right. i mean definitely you know a podcast gives you a platform to talk about one business something that you love to do but then also is actually a great way to learn from other people because then you can bring in a lot of guests and you could really ask a lot of good questions and they can give you a lot of advice that you know probably helps you or other people in business or anything that you're interested in can you tell me talk about like why you call it the Daily Scotch?
0: Well, actually, the Daily Scotch is because normally, well, where I'm from, Colombia, you normally negotiate with people with a cup of Scotch, whiskey, or a drink. So I actually felt like the Daily Scotch was like a daily business routine. Like, if you're gonna talk to someone about business or something, there's supposed to be a drink in between the conversation so I just thought like the daily scotch sounded like well first of all it was really catchy and second of all that's like the backstory of it it's well negotiation drinks and normally when you have a nice conversation with someone even older or with more experience with than you or with someone younger than you and you giving them experience it's it's a nice way to connect those two people you get me so like, yeah, that's, that's actually the, the main name that the daily scotch. Well, there you have it. You know, the first episode of the daily scotch. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> well, guys, um, thank you for tuning in. I actually can't wait to have that scotch with you, Stefano. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you all for listening for today. And I hope you guys keep tuned in so you guys can into the next episode. Thank you guys very much. Say bye, bye Stefano. Thank you for having me here. Great having you, man. Take care. Have a good night.